Hey guys, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to What the Dice, episode 26. So for 26 episodes, we have been hearing the story of our adventuring party. They don't have a group name. They are the Holy City Heroes, HCH. You know, maybe I should ask them what I should call them. No, no, nah. Nah, they'll figure it out. But, if you haven't already joined us, you should join us on Discord. Hang out with us, chit-chat with us, ask us some questions, or even better, join us on Patreon. Or whatever you want to do. I'm not going to twist your arm, because I can't get to you. I am just a voice in the airwaves, lost in the darkness, hiding behind a shield. The GM shield. Thou shalt not see my notes. Ha 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 ha! Well, enough of that. On to today's episode. Looking around the campfire, we notice that there are more bags than usual. They have been tied with a shimmering string. Looking over to the old man, he has got his hand on the storybook. Looking at us, he gives us a smile. Well, friends, our adventuring party have once again split up. Clyde and Rune head to the noble section, where Kalila and Defibulus enter the belly of the city. Now, in the Undercity, there's one thing that Sir Reginald had told them. That is where all of the evil go. Evil gods and goddesses are worshipped in fervor. People are sacrificed as long as they agree. What mayhem, what darkness must Kalila and Defibulus deal with? And on the other side, what lies will the nobles tell Clyde? For you can only trust a noble as far as a paladin can throw them. And depending on the paladin, that's not very far. Sit back, my friend. Let me tell you the tale. Let's roll. Um, let's go... Defibulous and Clyde, just give me a straight roll on a d20 to see who we're going to follow first. I'm sad I just wasted a nat 20 for that. <laughs> Yay, I got a 14. So, we're going to follow Defibulous. At the bottom of the long steps, you see the layout of the Undercity. Unlike the holy city above ground, the only walls you see are the ones holding back the solid stone walls, or the solid stone caving. Everything is stretched out, still in that circular pattern, but it is more speckled with small temples throughout. Though these people worship evil gods, you couldn't tell by looking. You do see drow and rat folk and other underdark um, people walking around, shopping, living their lives. But there's just this sense of danger that comes with this area. There are guards here that do carry torches, that do keep the laws of the land itself. What would you like to do? You know, this place doesn't all look that bad. I tend to agree. Now, where would we even start looking? What are we looking for specifically down here? We're looking for a forger. Someone who does forgeries. So, um, you know, I have no clue. All right. Why don't we just look around for a bit and see if we can blend in and listen to how people 
acquire information down here. Sounds reasonable. I walk and listen. As you walk around, you are both glad you have low light vision. Though there are torches, everything still has this darkened look about it. Alleyways. What? Ambiance. Yes. Alleyways are not lit at all. Only the main thoroughways, uh, thoroughways are. You hear different conversations in different languages. Some people give you a polite nod. Others completely ignore you. Walking into a small bizarre area, you hear the sound of, no, it's not worth that. It's worth this. You don't know what you're talking about. This is a perfect cut. No, it's flawed. A conversation, more of an argument about how some form of precious stone has been cut. Most likely someone trying to sell or purchase it and trying to get a discount. Uh, def either one of you or both of you knowledge local. I got that. You got what? I said, I have that. I got that. I rolled a dirty 20. Okay. 15. Alright. Between the two of you, you figured out that this is most likely a fleece. Someone who is trained to sell stolen items. Though the person that is doing the set bartering doesn't look like someone that you would expect to be a thief. They are dressed in fine, noble regalia. But they are human. Their hair is thin and balding, and they have a slight punch to them. Maybe someone down on their luck, it's hard to say. After a few moments, they continue the conversation. The human finally gets what he feels is a good deal and storms off, saying he will never come down to this accursed den of thieves and wenches ever again as he pushes past you two and towards the stairs. I'll let him pass. Wow, someone's allowed to get a knife in their back with an attitude like that. The merchant that's sitting behind this booth looks up. He is a drow, and he is younger. He gives you a sly and wiry smile. Welcome to my pawn shop. How may I help? What do you seek, and what do you wish to sell? A lot of looking at the fabulous. Well, kind of looking for someone who's really good at forgeries. He taps a finger on his chin. Hmm. And why would you be searching for someone that forges things? Well, obviously I want to see some work done, but I figure that information is probably best kept to myself. Hmm. Well, there are many forgers down here, but, you know, I can't seem to remember where one is. He holds out his hand and starts to rub his pointer and thumb together with that sign of, you know, pay me. Delilah oh, will pull out a couple of gold pieces. Hand them over subtly. And go, someone that was maybe specializing in larger items, not the tiny trinkets. He goes, hmm. Yes, so someone that can forge items and that are of larger scale. <sighs> I think I would go towards this orc. He's his skin is black with soot, and his tusks broken. He seems to be the type you seek. I'll hand him another coin and thank him. He gives a nod, and the coins seem to disappear in a, mo a soft motion. Can I get perception check? I don't know, can you? Shut up, Clyde. 
15. 13. Looking around, you finally spot the orc that he describes. Behind him, a furnace blasting with heat. He is in front of his stand, hammering away at what looks to be a black metal dagger. Each strike sends sparks into the air. As you approach, he dunks the glowing metal into the liquid, sending out a hiss and steam. He's going to look at the fibulous. He goes, Afternoon, sir. Mm. We were told that uh, we could procure some high-grade forgery work from you. He raises an eyebrow, looking around. He he leans down to look you in the face. His breath is rancid, and his body odor is just as bad. What kind? Looking for something about this old level of a a merchant class ship being trade trade ownership on. He slowly leans back. Hmm. He hands you a small bell, and he gives a head nod to towards an alleyway. Reaching in, he grabs that metal with the tongs and returns to forging. Section on the alley that he pointed us to. Looking in the alley, it looks like it is a home. A door exits into that alley, and you just see a small window. Something about the size that a hand could fit through. On the door, there are cast iron bracings and a small eye slit hole about, well, eye level for about a an elf or a cat folk. All right, Kalila will... Look at Defibulous and start walking that way. Unless he says anything. Defibulous will follow. Kind of looking at the bell. That, the little bell. that he, he did give us the bell, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at the little bell that we were given. It's a very ornate looking little bell. Scryed onto the metal is a quill. As you continue to investigate it, you notice that there's no... I forget what it's called. The thing that actually makes it bell chime whatever there's no dangly bit mm-hmm. <laughs> i was gonna say the little dangly piece no one knows the vocabulary english hard um walking into the alley you can see that it is the roofing is done in a way to block light from coming from the top meaning that there's only two ways in this alley which are the two alley entrances making it easy for either an ambush or for safety. All right, good to know. As you approach the door, all is still, all is quiet. You can still hear the hammering of the forge from the orc in the distance. Well, we're either going to get jumped or this will work. Agreed. If we're in the right spot, Defibulous will, despite the bell missing its dangly piece, will shake it. Nothing happens. No chime, no bell. She's going to look at the door, see if there's maybe some obvious place to put it or something like that. It does look like there's some metal studding that sticks out quite a distance, probably about three inches, giving it this very intimidating, solid look. Does it look like the bell could hang from there? Looks like you could probably hit the bell on it and it would chime it. Give it a try. As you do, the eye slit opens up with a quick... Inside, you see two orb... Well, two... The fibulous would recognize them as goggles. Okay. They are red and glowing. Behind them, you see a set of eyes 
staring at you expectantly, they look at you, waiting for you to speak. Oh, by the way, the part of the bell we're talking about is a clapper. Okay, good to know. She'll look at the fibulas. So we were... We were sent over here uh, looking for some forgery work. The language is something you don't recognize. After a moment and you don't respond, they speak common. It is a woman's voice and it is soft. Barely above a whisper, what are you looking for? Where is Clyde? Right. <laughs> Clyde is probably flirting with uh, random priest number five. Now, were we here to get information over? Yep. You're trying to find out if there was the forgery. Right. Not to get a forgery. Right. Kali will look at the woman and back in common and softly, because, you know, Allie, you don't want it to echo much. Uh, we'll go, we're here to acquire, and obviously we can pay for information regarding some paperwork over a ship. You can see she's her eyes or her head turns left and right as if she's looking around inside. Who sent you? The trail that we followed went through an orc and a shopkeep. We sent ourselves. Uh, roll a diplomacy. Both of us are just her. You can assist. All right, what is my diplomacy? 14. I rolled a 15. The eye slit closes quickly. You hear the sounds of multiple locks unlocking and the door slowly creaks open. You see an elven hand wave you in quickly. He will quickly come in. Defibrious will follow. As the door shuts, the scene slowly shifts. As Clyde walks into the main part of the holy the holy city, the holy temple, I'm sorry. It seems as if Sir Reginald is off. In his stead, another paladin. She is standing in solid gold plate mail, and she is chatting with a few people. Looking up at you, she gives you a slight nod, recognizing that you are a part of the order. Good day, madam. She gives you a bow. She goes, if you are seeking Sir Reginald, he is off on a small job. I hope I am able to be of service. I hope so as well. I am actually seeking um, information uh, about a um, boat dispute. For a uh, Jag Z, uh, I apologize, I cannot pronounce his last name properly, but that is the best way that I would be able to describe him as a rat folk with a long beard. She nods and she goes, yes, uh, Sir Reginald has been dealing with him quite a bit. We did submit all of his forms to the Dockmaster and everything is currently being looked over through our nobles and our administration. Is there some more information that you wish to bring up? Well, you are aware of the current um, issue of the land with the possible destruction and of the bone um, god and his temple that we are looking into. Are you not? Yes, I am aware of your current standing orders. Yes, well, the, the scholar himself has asked us to um, acquire a, a boat and um, use the captain, um, Jag, to set sail there because he feels that he is the best and most um, able ship captain. So I was coming up here to possibly extradite the process of um, what is happening with his ship to regain it back. Hmm. Well, it seems as if you need to speak to our administration team. Maybe they'll be able to 
act as either a way to acquire you a different ship, or if you really feel as if this is something that was wrongfully done, or if you have any type of solid proof, we will be able to correct that. But we would need you to talk to administration. Okay. Before I go up there, is there a paladin here that can... Um, I am not able as of yet, but able to cast um, a circle of truth. Well, some can, but as of right now, this is not a paladin issue. It is still a city issue, and we're not allowed to get involved directly in such a case unless there is some kind of proof that you can bring us. Oh, I thought this would be a paladin issue since the head of the Order, Sir Reginald, has set us on this path and it um, goes underneath uh, the path that we need to partake to, um, you know, unfortunately, it, the best way to describe would, would be to save the land from evil. She nods. She goes, no, I understand fully, but there are other ships you could always acquire. Why this ship? Why is this ship so important? Why not help the captain procure a new ship? I There are many in the docks that will gladly take, give loans so that one may purchase a ship. Correct. And um, I feel that that is a way to um, proceed, but due to the uh, captain's feeling of wrongness, I am almost uh, obliged to follow the way of truth and since in the form of events sent this captain to look into his plight that he feels like he it was stolen towards him. So I feel like um, it is the, the path of truth that I was sent to him to wrong what was um, done to him. She nods. She goes... Okay, well, go to administration, and I will see if I cannot find a paladin that is available for you. Thank you. Um, if one is not available, and you have a high-ranking um, paladin, uh, or someone you trust in the order that would be able to appraise the sword, I have a sword that does not let somebody um, lie, but I would not expect you to take my word for it. She nods, and she goes... I will look into both. Um, administration is across the courtyard in the small blue building. I will uh, bow and thank her in earnest and make my way over to administration. Holy crap, Clyde for the win. I forgot we had that lord. I did not. <laughs> I did. Oh, you should see my face. Thought we got rid of it, though. Nope. Oh, no, I'm not getting rid of that sword. Nope. <laughs> approaching the administration building there is a definite change of air this building is ran by nobles nobles that are stuck in their ways and enjoy paperwork their building though simple is highly decorated with plaques and scrolls talking of all the great accomplishments they have done and all how their dock is voted the best dock in all the main continent and the sales and how many merchants work with them it's the look how great i am without trying to be look how great i am of course subtle as an avalanche yeah as you walk in at the desk is a young is a young halfling she is clearly the secretary as she is not wearing no high noble clothing she's wearing clothing that you would expect like your family to wear okay well let's pause there and as i walk in and i see this i'm going to stop there okay okay i'm going to look around and you know the nobles who are you know joyously um doing their own thing. I'm going to speak very loudly and state who in here would like to be known as the 
noble in an administration that helps the heroes save the current land from evil. The room falls silent, as in people stopped mid-word and all look at you. A couple of them start to clamber towards you as from the back, someone clears their throats. A tall, statuesque elf with raven black hair and a pale complexion steps out of her office. She is wearing the finest no uh, noble clothing you've ever seen. Her heels click lightly across the wood as she approaches you. Giving you a slight bow, she gives you a smile. I will be the one to help you. Come into my office. Uh, madam, um, obviously, since you are um, high-ranking here, there is no need for you to bow to me, but I will, and then I do bow. I will bow to you and thank you for assisting. She nods. Stepping in her office, she sits down. Everything about her is nothing but grace and civility. On her desk, you see a small plaque. Her name. Sibian. I'm sorry. Sibian. Yeah, I'm going to just change that name. Her name is Morin. I could pronounce it earlier. I can't pronounce her name now. Her name is Morin. M-O-R-I-N-E. She places her hands on her desk and looks at you. So, how may I help the illustrious heroes of the holy city. Well, um, first of all, I will give another bow and thank you very much for um, seeing me. The first thing I need to ask is if you are familiar um, with uh, Zeg, or sorry, Jag Z's paperwork um, about his ship. She shuffles through a few papers on her desk and she goes, ah, yes. Here's that case. It seems as if the short bolt family has acquired his ship through purchasing as the captain has signed off. She pulls out of the paper and turns it, sliding it towards you. You see not short bolts name, but more of a stamp, something that companies use now. It is a wax stamp with a quick signature of whoever the agent that's working would sign. Underneath, you do see Jag's signature, or what you believe to be Jag's signature. This ship has been changed hands just about every year to every two years. It seems as if the paperwork is in order. Are you saying that this is not the case? Correct. I am saying um, through my belief and what has been informed to me that this was um, unfortunately a uh, forgery and um, there are several very easy ways that um, I would like to present to you to possibly rectify um, this mishap and then either um, move forward in the dispute but also, the reason why I, I gave my statement in the um, front of the building is uh, Sir Reginald has tasked us to go north to what would be known as the Bone God's Domain. And we have been informed that Jagzi is the best sailor and captain that is needed, and he needs his ship to do so. I do understand that there are other ships, but um, I am a paladin of the Order, and I feel like the direction that my goddess has brought me is to also to rectify what has been done to him. Um, I can present the uh, ideas I have to move forward to rectify this and bring out the truth, if unless you have other means um, that are unbeknownst to me. She studies you for a moment, 
Reaching down, she chimes a bell. From the door behind, a rat folk, dressed in common clothing with a satchel full of scrolls and paperwork, clearly a messenger, walks in. She fills out a small form and hands it to him. He nods, stepping back, he nods again, stepping back a third time, he nods again, turning to you, he nods and runs off. The door shuts quickly behind you. She goes, I have written to the Dockmaster so that he may come and meet us at the gate. I have also sent out a message to the Paladins to bring someone to discuss this with us. So, shall we head to the docks? That sounds perfect for me. I appreciate um, the help you are already giving. She nods. Standing, she slips a cloak on her shoulders that shines like mithril. As she walks out of her office, the office outside grows silent. Everyone watching her as she slowly exits with you behind. Rune has been standing outside, nervous to enter this strange admin building. As the elf steps out, he jumps back and scrambles, staring at her in awe until you pass. As you pass, Rune scam scambers up behind you and follows. The Fibulus and Kalila. Inside this home, everything is dusty, except for a desk that is covered in papers, quills, ink, and strange-looking pieces of wood that are all sitting face down on a black pad. Well, what's the ship's name that you, you need? Did we actually get the ship's name? Nope. We know the prior owner of the ship. She nods meekly. And the current owner? current very short short round sure bolt she nods um i i don't think i can really give you much information we just need to know whether there was or was not a forgery done she is clearly nervous as she moves a quill from left to right turning it back and forth. It seems that she's not comfortable talking about it. Can I get a diplomacy check from either of you? Yes, and she's also going to do a perception around the room to kind of see if she can sense or see something suspicious, hiding corners, in case there's somebody around listening. Okay, go ahead. 21 on diplomacy. Okay. And diplomacy and perception from you? My diplomacy is a 15, and my perception is an 18. As you look around, the place is well secured. It is clear that the orc who is the forger either owns her as a slave or she is indebted to him in some way. Everything is clearly handmade of iron or brass or copper, some kind of inexpensive metal. There is a few plates of well-cooked food, but even the bed seems to be a little bit on the older side. With the diplomacy, you were able to at least calm her down. I, I, I don't have proof that there was a forgery, but I heard there was a forgery. I tell. would be happy to know that information, and I promise we will make sure you stay secret in anything you tell us. Looking around, she produces a small piece of paper with multiple signatures, all jagsy. It looks like she had to practice the signature of the rat folk over and over. Can we keep this? 
diplomacy. I will assist. Dirty 20. 19. Looking around, she quickly folds it and slides it to you. She will quietly and subtly take the paper from her. She goes, is there anything that I can take care of for you? Uh, you you did come here, which means you, you have worked for me, right? What do you normally charge for a simple forgery? She goes, well, it, it depends on what you need forged. If it's something simple as like a citizenship, that that's 50 gold. But a ship of that size, it, it was about 10,000 gold pieces. Also very good for us to know. What would your friend find as acceptable to believe you so you don't get in trouble? She thinks for a, a long, long moment. She goes, anything. If you needed something forged, it could also be that you were looking for a forger or, or something like that. It's just, if he asks, just tell him that I did a good job. We will. I will make sure to praise you very nicely. She nods. Is it paperwork to ban people from, like, using the port? She thinks. She goes, There, there is a way to put someone on a suspension for so much time, depending on how much you pay is how long I can put it down for. Tell you what. Let me do a little work, and if I need that suspension, I'm coming straight back to you. She nods. Is there, is there anything else? Is there a way we can help you? You don't necessarily seem happy here. No, I, I'm happy here. It's I have to be very careful. We don't want to get in trouble. But we're, we're not legally licensed to work like this. As long as you're happy in your life here, I don't want to think of you as a slave. She shakes her head. She goes, I'm not a slave. I was purchased, but it was a purchase to get me out of my family. So your orc friend is a friend. She seems confused by that question. Who purchased you? She gives a slight sign of like broken tusks just that like you know rub, running her hand over her lip where a tusk would be she nods that's right. as long as he treats you well and you're happy she nods and we will make sure to praise you and we will possibly return for more work she nods again moving to the t the door she slides the large hinge out of the the large sliding bolt across the door and creaks it open so that you may exit. She, Kalila will also give her 50 gold so that way it looks like they did purchase something since they were happy with the quote unquote work they received. She nods. Taking gold, she slips it in her satchel. Just that way, good cover story. Yada yada. As the door slides closed, it locks again. At the end of the hall, or at the end of the alleyway, you see the dark orc raise an eyebrow. Delilah will nod. Giving you a nod, he walks to his forge and continues to work. Delilah will quietly make their exit out of the Undercity. Defibulous will follow. Defibulous, perception check. 27. Looking around, you notice something strange. Most of these storefronts, you could put lightly, are more a a desk with a canopy over it type thing. Like it's a it feels more like an open air market. One of the buildings has a large sign on it. Firearms for sale. Don't use the rest. Use short, short bolt. 
guaranteed to take out your foe in one shot. Defibulous's eyes are going to narrow at that sign and he's going to start fuming again. Inside, you see several drow with rifles on their, a rifle on their back and a revolver, I'm sorry, a pistol on their hip. They're going about setting up the shop. By the way, Kalela rolled for perception to see if she noticed short round starting to fume. What'd you roll? Just on die in 18. You can see the smoke coming out his ears. Does she see the shop? Yes. She is going to grab him by the arm, whisper in his ear, not now, and we pull him along. <laughs> not now! Quiet. <laughs> Cover his mouth if she has to. It's going to growl at her, but begrudgingly accept the knowledge of uh, the reality of he needs to leave. Yep, and she's going to get him out in a stealthfully way, like to avoid them not seeing them. Well, they are too busy working; they wouldn't have noticed anyway. Good. Outside, there is a bustle at the docks. Had him right there, anyways. As you approach, you see Jag Z, his crew, and the crew of this ship facing off at each other. Weapons drawn and clear battle lines drawn in the dock. The dock has been cleared off where there's no civilians around. The guards keep their distance as the other crew seems to have superior weapons where Jag's team has mostly daggers and short swords. The other sailors have firearms, longbows, flatchens, tridents, shields, and longswords. They are cursing at each other as the dockmaster approaches with a sigh. Kalila is going to be right up alongside that dockmaster to go talk to Jag. She will put herself there. From the dock entrance, you see a tall elven woman walk in, or walk out. Clyde right behind her, Rune behind him. A paladin comes up a few moments later, as well as a nobleman. Walking up, the dock master steps between the battle lines. Put your weapons down! I will have those guards open fire if I have to! Jag stares at the Dockmaster for a long moment. Dockmaster looks dead at Jag and goes, I've known you long enough. You know I won't hesitate. Jag begrudgingly sighs and slides his weapon back in its sheath. The other captain, a human, smirks as he continues to move a pepper box in and out of its holster, almost teasing as if he can open fire and not care. On his arm, the short bolt symbol, the dockmaster begins to push the crews back away, clearly not afraid of this fight breaking out, as it's probably something they're used to. Jag Z turns, and his crew and him walk back to where you found them. What do you want to do? Did I see Clyde? Yes. And there's a tall elven woman in front, just next to him. That seems important. She's going to stand over there. <clears throat> if he was going to find a guard. There's several around. He's going to go up and uh, talk to the... Actually, no, he'll go to the dockmaster first. Dockmaster's clearly pushing the other captain to turn and walk off. Looking at the list, he goes, What? Can I talk to you, Mo? Don't tell me you're going to start trouble. Mm, maybe. I need to talk to you privately, sir. <sighs> Looking around, he sees that everyone is dispersed. All right. Come on. He walks over to his podium. All right. What? Uh, the short, the short bolt people, I'm pretty sure, are not supposed to be trading or operating at all in and out of the city. Last I spoke to the people in the in the Holy Center and they're in charge of this stuff. 
though, aren't there being here a problem? The dock master goes, yeah, I know. They're not allowed to sell or offload. They are resupplying. That's not illegal. They have purchased. Oh, but they're um, selling all right. And where are they selling? Undercity. They're not offloading. I've been watching them. Oh, there's some drow with rifles with with short short bolt uh, stamps on them, and here. It's not on my dock. My other dock guys haven't been saying that they're offloading, so that tells me they ain't offloading. So if they're getting supplies in, it ain't through my docks. Well, but I mean, I'm I'm telling you though, they're they're doing it. My, I take care of the docks. If it ain't on the dock. I ain't got a, I ain't got anything I can do. Defibrillator begrudgingly growl and acknowledge that. Are you returning to the team? Yeah. Rune is standing behind Clyde, watching everything go down. The elven woman is talking to the paladin and is explaining the situation. The paladin nods and goes, well, there is a chance that he can resist the spell. Okay. Um, I had spoken with um, a paladin to see if there was a high appraisal because I have a, uh, a weapon that does not uh, allow that to happen. And goes, all right. I do take care of appraisals. I Let will me... present him, or present to him the sword? blade or buffoon sword. Sorry. Okay. Looking at the buffoon sword, he goes, and I'm assuming you want us to give this to the other captain to ensure that he is telling the truth. Uh, you don't have to give it to him. I can hold it and he can hold it as well or touch it as well because it does not say he needs to be in sole possession of it and I don't mind always telling the truth the paladin stares at the sword for a long moment clearly more trying to figure out if this is legal I guess is the the oh. way we want to well let, let me ask um, you this. I, I believe you're you're asking for him to to see if the paper. No, I was asking um, for Jag to put a hand on it and say, "Did you sell your ship?" Because if he says no and he's not lying, then there's no way that his signature is on the paper. Automatically proving a forgery. Correct. We also have our papers too. Yes, we also found out some information. We haven't had time to gather back up, but I do have evidence of some forgery work being done. So all Jag would Z would have to do is put his hand on it. We ask him, did you sell? Um, and being very specific in describing the ship that is, you know, a note. And when he says no, and it does not... Um, Obviously, because he cannot t tell a lie, um, that would deduce that it was a forgery. The paladin looks at the elf, who seems to give a slight nod, but as Kalila mentions the papers, she goes, may I see them? She'll hand the one paper over. Looking it over, she goes, this seems to be Jag's Signature, not quite correct all the signs. I mean, you could see here that the J is just slightly off. Yes, and if you actually looked at the whole sheet, you can see how it improves. Someone was practicing his signature. Hmm. And it is a little circumstantial, but given where I found it, and it didn't come from Jag. And where did you acquire this? In the Undercity. Mm-hmm. Looking at the paladin, the paladin shakes his head no, as if there was some kind of unspoken request. Jag walks up, putting his finger in this woman's face, demanding that she do something. She is taken back by this, clearly not used to being spoken to in such a manner. I will um, insert myself in between Jag and her and 
speak, you know, kindly, but also formally, you know, these things do take time. You have been waiting, and we appreciate that. But please let this take its course, because we do have um, all of the uh, orders in a row to get you your ship back. But the more you kind of um, portray yourself as a person of bad character, the more people do not wish to assist. And we are assisting you in every way, shape, uh, and form that we can. Glaring. Uh, I know it's very, very frustrating, and I understand that, but me and uh, my party are working with you in every aspect to get this back for you. Jag glares at Clyde, turning... He walks off. Can I get a perception check from everyone? 19. Okay. 12. 25. Defibulous notices the tall elven woman look across the dock. Taking a deep breath, she nods. Looking down at the paperwork, she goes, I will need to see the ownership form. Looking at the paladin, please tell the dockmaster to retrieve it. If there's an issue, I want them arrested. The paladin stares at her for a moment of the, okay, this is weird, and walks off. A few moments later, the dockmaster approaches with a sealed scroll container. Opening it, he pulls out the form and hands it to her. She stares at it intently for a long moment, looking back and forth from the paperwork that Kalila and uh, Defibulous found and back at the paperwork. Looking back out across the dock, she nods. This is a forgery. I will procure the correct paperwork and we will return Jag's ship to him. Do I see if Jag hears this? He is... Him and his crew are arguing about everything. Okay. I I will, once again, in a loud voice, um, state very loudly and very clearly... Sorry, I was getting her name. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Morin, for helping the heroes of the city get Jag's uh, ship returned to him and his crew in a very safe and um, diplomatic thank you, I couldn't think of a, a correct word diplomatic way she stares at you with this because you're standing right next to her and I bow to her deeply she stares at you with this annoyed look because you're basically shouting right next to her. Understanding what you're doing, but still annoyed that you are shouting right next to her. I was going to try not to laugh. I understand that, but it wasn't like in her ear. I, sh I turned so I could shout. You're, you're still yeah. shouting yes. right next to her. I understand. No, that happens. The dock master walks off to get the correct paperwork. As the rat messenger that Clyde saw earlier runs up with the papers in hand, you would know that this, the walk from where you were at to here, there is no way that a message would have been received that quickly or that he would have been able to make it that quickly. Something sure. doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. The elf begins to work on the paperwork right there, using the rat's case or rat's bag as a makeshift table. There's an argument as you see more guards push towards the ship and begin to arrest the people. The dockmaster shakes his head as Jag smiles, receiving in the paperwork to say that this is his ship. The elf turns looking at you four. Seems you have made many friends in very interesting places. I wish you safe journey. As she slowly walks off. 
Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I was gonna say it, it seems that uh, you knew that the um, result of this was going to be um, that this was. Oh, sorry, it seems to me that you already knew the result of this before um, the conclusion was evident. So I will also be, you know, uh, thanking you and being interested in your. Uh, manner of dealing with things. She raises an eyebrow. She goes, I have no, I knew nothing of how this would end. I was merely taking the information that was given to me and making the best decision. As I said, you seem to have friends in very interesting places. I must return to my office. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Nope, because she's going to cover his mouth. <laughs> she knows what this is about. <laughs> and not let him speak. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> There's consequences. <laughs> slowly uncover his mouth. <sighs> I was going to report that the... My brother is illegally setting up shop here. Look, I know. Not right now. Why not? Now they I'll can... explain it to you in a minute. Defibius will sit there and wait for a minute. She's waiting until the elf lady's out of earshot. Oh, she's gone. Like, the minute she says, I have work to do, she walked off. Okay. Defibulous. Did you not just see and overhear what Clyde just said? Ah, uh, sorry, I was kind of fuming still. Yes, I know. That's why I made sure you didn't do something stupid. The fact of how quickly she fixed and rectified this and the way she was gazing out upon the ocean, she clearly knew what was going on and was deliberately delaying or not doing anything about this problem. And the fact that she is perplexed at the friends and high places that we have, something's not right with her. Alright, what do you suggest? So, telling her this problem when there's obvious... She could be linked to what's going on, and by saying something to her at this moment, you could risk your own exposure. He's gonna just rumble. You don't want to deal with your brother right now, do you? Do you want him to know we're here? Well, you mean by putting a bullet in his face, then yeah, happily he'll take deal him. But he's not here. He sent somebody to buy the ship. It was stamped. Yeah, that concerns me that he's buying a big merchant ship. Yes, it's concerning. But if you said something to her, she knows who we are. She tells your brother. And uh, then we can't come back here. Just little brass bolts. Right now, we can't do anything about it. It'll alert your family, and you're still trying to hide from them, right? Like I said, it's all brass bolts. With that, we're calling this episode... Well, me friends, it seems as if Defibulus's brother has reached out, sneaked past the Holy City's embargo of him, and slipped his sharp, dark fingers into this area. Stealing boats, setting up shop under the city, it seems as if Defibulus is going to have to deal with his brother. But how big will that empire be, and how hard will it fall? Well, me friends, that, unfortunately, is not quite all that's going to be going on. And what of these strange friends the adventuring party has acquired? Who are they? What do they want, and what do they know? Well, we'll find out later. And as always, me friends, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, 
Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 